Welcome, welcome, welcome to Say Like a Champ, episode 209. It's your boy, A-Dub. And your boy, Struzzy. What's up, Sly fam? What's up? What's up? What's good, indeed? We are back in the building for another week of sports and um, really excited. Um, a lot of things going on, a lot of things to to prep for. You know what I'm saying? College football technically has already started. Yep. Um, but, of course, you know, the big opening weekend this weekend. And then um, we're only one week away from NFL, one week from Thursday. Yeah, you know, that's a that's a big thing for us. So uh, definitely exciting times on on the show for sure. Oh no, man! It's, it's the most wonderful time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, and it does feel like that. Um, speaking of the holidays in that way, that especially once football season comes back, everything else just starts to steamroll, and yeah. you know we blink and it's the end of the year. So um, we don't want to well, take this time for granted. We definitely want to enjoy it, and we appreciate y'all spending some time with us uh, we got lots of people in the building already we got oh, really? what's good we got kelly oh kelly stephanie washington oh, stephanie. as well welcome welcome we got anthony wesson and so, then we man. also got pops as well pops. good evening so we got a great crew to get going already and um we want to appreciate you guys as you come into the show for hitting that like button um for commenting for being a part of the show and for engaging oh. with us because you guys really craft what we're going to talk about week to week in and we're here to, you know, chat with our Slack fam. So thank you so yep. much. Exactly. Thank you for being here with us. Oh, we got Grace in the well, building. Grace is here too. Almost a full moon. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be some craziness for sure. Uh, watch out for the werewolves out there. They said this one is like a super blue moon or something. It's very rare. But I'm like, every moon is rare because they rename it every time. So yeah, I know. Rules. We had the super blood red moon, the super crit moon. Um, <laughs> you know, every moon is something. Um, but that's what's up. But thank you guys for being here. Um, we'll definitely get into some college football later, but both moms and Kelly are very excited for that as well. So, yeah, lots to look forward to. Um, we also want to say shout out to our brother, Marcus, who's not here with us today. But as always, you know, he is a part of everything we do. We yep. love him very much. So shout out to our boy, Mad Marcus, as well, for all Love your you. support behind Love the you. scenes. And um, we're going to go ahead and get this graphics up. We're going to go ahead and jump into our first topic of the day. What's up next? Oh, let's check it out, man, real quick. Now tuned to NFL Talk. Let's get it. All right, NFL Talk. So today was cut down day in the NFL. Every team had to whittle their, um, their roster down to 53 people. And one of the most notable cuts that came that I wanted to get your opinion about, Strizzy, was uh, the hometown team, the Cardinals, they cut Colt McCoy yesterday, and um, leading into this year, uh, we know Kyler Murray is going to be on the pup list, at least miss four games, but possibly miss a lot, you know, possibly yeah. miss a lot. Um, and uh, Colt McCoy was suspected to be the starter there. Um, they have a fifth-round rookie, and then they just traded for Joshua Dobbs like two weeks ago. So right. um, what did you think of Colt McCoy's being cut, and what do you think the Cardinals uh, do next? They're tanking. You know what I'm saying? They're tanking. I, I think Colt, Colt McCoy definitely put them in the best position to to, to win a couple of games. Like, they're not going to be good this year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. receivers are kind of on the, you know, downward. They just traded, you know, D-Hop to uh, to the Titans. Um, and and honestly, like, we're talking about the pup list, but I don't, I don't think Kyler Murray plays at all this year. You know what I mean? Like, the you know, a, a torn ACL takes at least at least nine months, and that and dudes who recover from that return to football are, are the are – the, um, are the Petersons of the world, you know what I'm saying? It just it don't right. happen very often, right? So um 
you know, let's just say, let's just say we get eight to nine, nine games in, the Cardinals have won two, three games. They're not going to bring Kyler Murray back. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think, I think the reason why they cut him is they don't want to really give themselves a chance at all to, to win. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're, they're tanking. And uh, if they're lucky enough, they're going to, I, I can't imagine them going after Caleb Williams because they just gave Kyler that big contract, but who knows, you know, they, yeah, they, they used their first round pick on Josh Rosen and the very next year to Kyler Murray. So, who, who knows, man? Who knows? No, not I, to I, mention Kyler oh. Murray. About that, one more thing is not to mention Kyler Murray's uh contracts, you know, next year might not be as big as you know, some other you know, people are going to keep getting paid. So, you, you will be able to trade them to a team who's really looking for some of their franchise quarterback. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, that was my first thought, too, is I was like, oh, they're tanking like it's official um, for Cardinals fans. Like, I just kind of feel bad, like, you know, with a team like going in, especially with like a rookie coach and just with the situation where they're not going to have their, their quarterback, they're, they're rebuilding and all of the moves that they make just make it seem like they're looking towards 2024 and beyond. So yeah. kind of is uh, not a lot to hope for, you know, um, except for maybe getting that high draft pick, which which means it's going to be a lot of awful football. We want to welcome in Unk from Texas, who Colt McCoy from Texas too. That's what's up. And Unk says Cardinals will be historically awful. I I agree. I think it's going yeah. to be a rough rough go of it. Um, but I only hope that they use this time to actually build for the future somehow. Like if, if it has to be that way, you know, and not just, sure. not just do this again. Both finish last in the division for sure. <laughs> yeah, Unk says we want Kurt Warner. Back. <laughs> yeah, maybe they can start looking in grocery stores see if they can find somebody. Um, right. Somebody that can help him out. Anthony Weston's got the jersey on there. Um, I don't know. That's some cryptic signs. Anthony Weston, you're gonna have to help us out with that. I don't know what you mean. Oh, <laughs> um, but um, let's see what else do we got here. So that was the biggest, one of the biggest cuts, or at least most intriguing cut to me. But also, we did have um, our boy Melvin Gordon, who was cut for the Ravens. You know, he signed a one-year type of prove-it deal. Um, but apparently he's not really going to get that chance. Strizzy, um, you, you watched the Ravens closely. What did you think about uh, Melvin Gordon getting cut? Did you see that coming or? Kind of. Uh, you know, the like, the funny thing with the Ravens, man, is that like I mean, Melvin Gordon's a very injury prone uh, running back too. He's been injured pretty much throughout his career. The crazy part is a lot of the backs of the Ravens are all injury prone, but they're also all really good when healthy. So like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I think that like right now with all the running backs being healthy, you know, DK's back, Gus Edwards is back. You know, all those guys are still healthy. So I, I feel like, you know, amongst the ones that have, Melvin Gordon's probably, I don't want to say the worst, but but probably the worst. You know what I mean? So they're yeah. going to go win with the guys that are used to well, – I can't say used to the offense because now they have a new offensive coordinator. But, um, but you know, they're, they're going with the guys that are already on the team. And I guess Melvin Gordon just didn't do enough to uh, – to, to, Yeah, to I, I feel that. I feel that. Um We'll see what happens. I maybe maybe this is the end of his dream or the end of his time in the NFL. But um, if there's an injury for sure, or who knows, maybe um, the Colts, which we'll talk about that in a second too, what's going on in their situation. But maybe yeah. a team will find themselves in need of a veteran running back who can come in at least get a little bit. Um, Anthony Weston says that's the tank top. Okay, in, in oh. Other oh, yeah. oh, that's too funny. Okay. Um, and yeah, he's gonna put some respect on his name. That's Super Bowl champ, Melvin Gordon. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, so a couple other things um, to get look into, which is kind of interesting, but kind of um, weird. But there was all of a sudden a flurry of activity with kickers, specifically veteran kickers. 
we had two different trades involving a kicker um and um with uh nick folk going to the titans and then um and then will lutz going from the saints to the broncos to reunite with sean payton um they actually cut brandon mcmanus who's pretty solid kicker but um I don't know what's up with all these like kicking moves at the end of the day. Like, what's up oh, with that? Super weird. Oh, it's yeah. like today of all days, too, on cut down day. I wonder if there's just some teams that were, you know, willing to go with. Um, like, I think the Saints for sure, they're going like a rookie kicker. So maybe those competitions were a little bit closer and they're just like, let's get what we can. But, um, yeah. interesting that that we had, uh, we had that going on. Um, I did want to talk about a couple players that are starting on the pub list, including Vaughn Miller. Is Von Miller out of gas, or, or does he still have something left in the tank? In your opinion, I think he, you know, he's starting to look kind of like me, where it's like, uh, where like Julius Peppers was at the end of his career, right? Like he's not, he's not going to play a whole game, but he could definitely come in on some third downs and stuff like that. So you're still going to see him contribute. Um, yeah, he's he just he's super, really strong, super smart veteran player, Super Bowl MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like he 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 can he has a lot to give, or I'll say some to give. But he's not going to be in there, you know, play eighty percent of the snaps and stuff like that no more. Yeah. Good thing is, is he's on the you know the the Bills defense. He doesn't have to. So, um, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, they did grab Leonard Floyd, so maybe he'll eat up a lot of the minutes in between. And then, you True. know, like you said, they can use him to kind of be that change of pace rusher, the specialty rusher. You know, in yeah. those certain situations. Um, another player who, sadly for me. Uh, starting on the pub list, Jonathan Taylor, after going through some back and forth with the Colts and also he was rehabbing his ankle. But basically, he's starting on the pub list um, because they weren't able to work out a trade for him. Mm. He requested a trade like two months ago and then like two weeks left in preseason week two or whatever. They're like, oh, yeah, you can you can actually seek a trade, but put him in a bad spot. And I feel like they thought he was going to cave in while well, he hasn't. And as a sacrifice, he's going to miss at least the first four games of the year mm -hmm. being started on the pub list. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I I feel like, you know, he especially amongst a lot of the running backs, like, he had no leverage. You know what I mean? Like, he's going into, what, his third season, third year, something like that, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I mean, bro, you've got, like, two years left at least on your rookie deal, right? So, I feel like he had no leverage going in or requesting that trade. I get it. All the running backs right now are are, are irritated and frustrated about their money and their long-term contract deals. Um, but you had one season where you were like the you know the best rushing running back. Other than that, you've been injured. So I think you should have just kind of kept quiet for a little bit, had maybe kind of a prove-it season, you know what I mean? Right. And, and then maybe, you know, talk to him about you know a restructuring a deal or whatever it may be but i feel like he he pulled that core that frustration cord way too soon i feel that yeah especially after last year he had the dip down he had the injuries but yeah. if we're talking about you know his, his, his that first year like i mean he was gangbusters like he was one of the best backs in the league and he yeah. still has that talent so yeah i exactly. really did think this was gonna be yeah like a make it or break a year for him to where yeah. he could bounce right back into that high regard but now with him starting on the pub list and then what happens, does he just come back and he's disgruntled or are they still trying to work out a trade? Yeah. Um, he might be another guy like Melvin Gordon, though, where it's like it might have to take like an injury or a job becoming open for uh, real suitors to emerge for him. So, yeah, definitely. Um, that one's kind of disappointing, though, to me. I wanted to see him have a great year and just basically have a full offseason and come back really healthy. Same. Um, that'll be delayed a little bit. 
Um, Von Miller talk pop says Miller's basically done wasted money, so so glad the Cowboys didn't sign him. <laughs> and um, yeah, he'll be a super luxury for the Bills, but um, I think he still might have something to contribute. Um, but yeah, Anthony West says Von Miller dead cap 62 million over the next two years. Yeah, he didn't know what he was doing when he signed that oh, in Buffalo or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, we had a feeling That's a lot. Was, yeah, it wasn't going to get to the end of it. Yeah. Um, all right, one other interesting trade I definitely had to discuss here was Trey Lance getting traded from the 49ers to the Cowboys. And I really like this move because for the Cowboys, it's low risk, high reward. Um, you know, it's it's basically just taking a shot on a guy but also still upgrading our backup position because he has that athleticism. He plays a more similar style to Dak. Um, if, the, if there were to need to be somebody to come in, and also he needs time to develop. So this uh, could be a really good situation for Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like maybe even just getting out of the 49ers situation with all that loom there will be better for him in the hair and the headspace. But um, um, what did you think about, about this move? Yeah, you know, Brock, Brock Purdy played in his first uh, preseason game last week. Took his team downfield, scored a touchdown. You know, what I mean, I, I feel like there was, I feel like there was never, there was a competition in the preseason, and you know, and, and you know, all that stuff. But I think, I think Purdy had it the entire time. I don't think he ever had it. So then that makes him available, right? He's young, um, first round pick that used on him, so you know, easily moved. But I think for the Cowboys, I feel like it's, um, I feel like for the Cowboys, it's Dak insurance. Right. For me, that's what I think that's what it is. I think uh, I talked about this last year after the 49ers beat them in the playoffs that like Dax last year was not exactly a great year for him. He turned the ball over quite a bit. And I think Jerry Jones is kind of on him right now. Like, like this is he hasn't come out and said, like, you know, this is the year you got to prove something to us a little bit more. Right. But I think this is truly him saying, like, you got to prove something to us. You know, what I mean, I feel like it's NFC championship at the very least. Or, or they're going to be looking to, to draft another quarterback next season. Um, and I think Dak's contract is only through 2024. I think this is what it was, uh, right, the extension that they gave him a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, so basically, like, this would be the year where they're going to have to make something happen. Exactly. Uh, you know, after this exactly. year, they would make that decision, yeah. Exactly. So, like, you know, like, I know Dak's your boy, but, but I feel like this was, like, insurance for them. It's kind of like if Dak don't play well, if he has, you know, another high interception, you know, year again like he did last year, um, they're going to be looking to see what, what, what Trey Lance has and if they need to, you know, look into the draft next season. But yeah. um, Dak's got to show he, – he has to show up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's got to play well. He has to play better. I agree. No, I agree for sure. You know, and it's like not necessarily to put too much pressure on Dak, but just to right. turn the heat up on him a little bit. Just exactly. let him know hey, there are other options. Like, we can go do other things. Mm -hmm. um, with uh, Cooper Rush behind him, you know, even though Cooper Rush played well and you've seen – you know what? What kind of what kind of uh, clamor that started over nothing? For real, but it's like even that. Like you know, he he never felt too uh, worried about you know Cooper Rush like the athleticism. Like that's just a way different level. But you know, yeah. bringing in somebody to develop, just let him know like, hey, you know, you got to make something happen. So I definitely think this is a, a um you know kind of a prove it year for Dak. And it's yeah. crazy though that all the conversation about him not getting his money, he finally got his money. All the conversation about he's not worth that money. But yet he's he's already fallen behind in the rate in the pace of like QB money scale. So like it was a good deal, and they're already looking to like either they're gonna have to you know re up it or they can get out from under it. So yeah. um, these G, these GMs are smart. They know what they're doing for sure. So exactly. when people get all you know outrageous about how could they do that and this this this, it's like there's always an out like either for the player or the team. So 
Exactly. <laughs> Pop said the best Jerry runs the show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I saw I saw Dak was really upset about Will Greer uh, being let go. I thought that was weird. I, I didn't I didn't know they were that close. You know what I'm saying? I had no idea they were that close. But he seemed pretty upset about it. Uh, but you're right, man. When when Dak went out last year for four or five games and like that, like yeah, Rush stepped in and, and he went four and one. Yeah, one those four in a row, and people got yeah, excited. You know I mean? Like he he played really well. So I. Hopefully, if anything, this kind of lets Dak know, like, okay, like, if I don't play well, like, they're looking beyond me for a Cowboy. So, uh, yeah, maybe that, like I said, ignite, ignite a fire underneath his butt and he'll just play better just because he knows there's actually someone competition-wise who they're willing to put in if he doesn't get the job done. Yeah, and that's basically what Pops is saying here, too. If Dak disappoints, Trey can be our starter, just needs coaching and stabs. But he says Dak will come through, just to be clear. So, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, it is that insurance. You know, you never know. And yeah. Stephanie Washington mentioned Will Greer as well. For, that was kind of a sad situation, but it was also kind of dope the way it ended for him because they knew going into that third preseason game that they were going to cut him after they made the move for Lance. And he has to obviously understand that it's a business, but it's hard because then you have to go out and put on the uniform one more time. And, you know, but that was his showcase for the rest of the league. And um, and Dak also called the plays for the offense during that third preseason game. Um, so that was pretty gangster to see that. And he also wanted to kind of feature Will Greer. He went out and had a heck of a game. Um, I haven't seen yet if he's gotten signed. Uh, I don't think he will. But, you know, practice squad somewhere, yeah. you know, for sure. Um, I, I think I think he'll be around in the league a little bit more. Um, um, Anthony West says the only thing is interesting is they didn't tell Coach or Dak about this move until after. Um, but like like Pop says, Der- uh, Jerry runs the show. You know, he wasn't trying to wait and ask any questions to anybody else. Right. Um, That's always, it always cracks me up, too, because, like, why, you know, I feel like Coach, maybe you let him know what's happening, but, like, why? I just feel like Dak, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, why Why would they need to tell Dak, oh, hey, look, we're trading another quarterback on this team or releasing a quarterback on this team because he's your butt. Like, there, there's no need for that. Like, right. Dak's going to hear it the same way everybody else does. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Business at the end of the day, I hate to say it because he's like they don't owe him. They don't owe him that. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. they were gonna release Dak, I'd hope they'd be like, "Hey, Dak, just let you know, man, we're gonna let you know." what I'm saying like to make some moves. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't let him hear that in the media. But like to to trade to make a trade, like I don't think we need to tell him that. Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, <laughs> Surprise. Unk says McCarthy is gone. Dak better deliver this year. Um, both those things are true. Jerry Jones wants at least one more before he fades away. Absolutely. He has to. Like, he came into the league crazy, you know, got five in his first, like, eight, nine years in the league, and then uh, and then hasn't gotten any since. So, um, yeah. not five, three, my bad. But, um, but yeah. Um, Anthony Weston, though, this is – I love this. If you don't want your owner all in the videos, all in the coaching room. <laughs> you know, with Jerry Jones, he's going to be all in, the, all in the room for sure. Um all right, so we're going to do a little a little exercise to kind of prep us for the NFL, and I know we're going a little bit long on this, but we don't have too much other stuff. But this next slide is going to get kind of busy, but we're going to start off with the new signal callers. Just wanted to reset and show, you know, quarterback being the most important position. Like, let's not play around. Like, let's be honest. It, it is the, the, the figurehead of the team, the guy yeah. who makes it go. Um, so wanted to look at the new signal callers. We're going to do this kind of in waves. First, we have the rookies that are actually starting. So these are rookies that – have earned the starting job, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and your boy, yours truly, Bryce Young. Um, what do you think about this group, and who do you think has the best chance for immediate success out of these rookie starters? Funny thing is, when you talk about immediate success, I mean none of them. I, I feel like they're all, all three are going to struggle a little bit. 
you know, Colts don't exactly have the best wide receivers. Texans definitely don't have the best team. And and right now, between like the Panthers and how new their team is, like the offense is just so new, coaching staff so new. Like none of the receivers are the same except for Terrace Marshall. And he barely has gotten any playing time since draft being drafted. They're all going to struggle. But I, I think it, you know if if I feel like the Panthers have the more most complete team right now, if they can get it to, if they can get it together. You know what I mean? As far as like better receivers, veteran tight ends, veteran running backs, as far as that goes. Uh, but I think the person who has the best year, in my opinion, right now is Anthony Richardson. I think he has. Um, I think he's the uh, he's the one I wanted. I think he looked the best in preseason of them all. Um, I was ha- I was happy to see Bryce Young uh, in in, in um, their final preseason game finally go down and uh, um, score his first touchdown. You know what I mean? Right. To Adam Thielen, finally, okay. but but. Um, but as of right now, like we just we were looking to do good, and you would hope to want to see something a little bit more in the preseason, but we, we did it. So um, if we can get some stuff going, let's hope. But I, th- I think Anthony Richardson, as of right now, is kind of the he, he's going to be the uh, Justin Herbert of the draft. You know what I mean? Didn't go first, like you know, third, but he's he's. I think he's going to be the best of the class. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, Unks threw his opinions in here. He said Houston will win five games. Indianapolis will win five games. Carolina will win three games. I think you'll they'll win more than three. They'll games. win more than that, just because the division is so weak. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, but they'll they'll win more than that. Um, yeah, I agree with you though. Out of these this group, it was tough because all like all like none of them are like you know prime to 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 step in right, and none, none of these teams have like ready made situations. But that's also the point. That's why these guys went early. You know, that's what happens when you get drafted early. Um. So I, I don't really know, but I, I do kind of think Anthony Richardson, just because of the raw talent, he'll be able to kind of figure it out. And yeah. sort of like Lamar Jackson, like I don't want to compare them totally, but remember like when Lamar, when they finally let him in and they finally let him play, like he, even if he didn't have it all put together, like he just made things happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what is going to happen for Anthony Richardson. Um, but I think we do need to be patient with all three of these guys. And in the long term, we'll, we'll kind of see how they develop. But right now it's going to be, it's going to be rough, man. They're going to yeah. have to, uh, they're gonna have to to learn. So um, Anthony Weston has a sleeper for uh, for us though, and I did yeah. see this earlier. Um, we'll see. Maybe that'll be a good guy. Hopefully, he can get into the fold quickly. But I think they just traded him like this week, right, or a couple of days today, ago. Today, I think it was like earlier today. Yeah, he um, he's actually I think he was the uh, I think he had the most receiving yards and touchdowns, or second most receiving yards and touchdowns in the preseason. So he looked actually really really good. Um, as far in in, in uh, KC, so I'm actually looking forward to seeing him, and you know, hopefully he, he stays on the team or whatever. But uh, um, yeah, he definitely looked good. I'm I'm happy to see him because uh, we we already got some injuries at wide receiver. Uh, Charks Chalk's been hurt. Um, I know Terrace Marshall missed a couple of games for some minor injury stuff. So, um, well, we'll see what happens. But no, he definitely looked really good. So I'm I'm excited to see him as well. For sure. And Anthony Weston, one last note on here, says the Panthers are better set because they have an offensive coach. The other two right. have decent coach. That's a great point. You know, who's going to be in there working with them, trying to set them up for success more? Probably be the Panthers. Yeah. Um, all right. So this next wave of guys, we have two guys who are brand new starters, but not rookies in the league, right? We right. have Jordan Love taking over and then Sam Howell for the uh, Washington Commanders. And um, Ron Rivera came out today and was talking about how if he knew – what he had in Sam Howell, he would have played last year. I don't understand how that's possible because the commanders went through all kinds of quarterbacks towards the end of last year, all different kinds of situations. So I don't really buy that. Like there's no way, like all of a sudden you noticed in practice, like that this was like, this guy was phenomenal. Nah. 
Like that's that's Rivera. That's Rivera's way of just trying to give his 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 new starting quarterback some, you know, let him know that we're uh, we're riding with you and we're trusting yeah. you and you know what I mean and you know to pat him on the back a little bit so he knows that they're they're going with him and trusting him. We, ain't no way. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, I don't believe that at all. I don't think so either. But that's a good point. Yeah, he's just trying to you know make make better of the situation. Um, yeah. But um, the other guy here we have is Jordan Love. I'm really rooting for Jordan Love. I think that like he could be like sneaky good and who knows, like maybe the Packers win more games this year and actually make it in the playoffs. Like, you know, you never really know. I think he has the talent to come in and do it. He hasn't had as much experience, but you would think if he's been developed and he's had all these practice reps, he's been in the league for two years now. um, He'll be ready to go. So I'm actually most excited to see Jordan love. They definitely have a chance, man. I mean, I think, um, you know, when, when, uh, when uh, Aaron Rodgers had that really, really down year as a quarterback, they, they ran the ball really well. They've literally drafted defensive players, you know, just, you know, besides this last year or, or whatever, getting the, you know, going wide receiver first round. Um, so the defense is, you know, the best it's looked in years and they have a great running game too. So, you know, don't make him do too, too much. You know what I mean? Let him be a quarterback. Cause I hate when, Coaches don't let your quarterback play quarterback, you know. What throw I mean? a ball or yeah, throw down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's why Mac Jones is struggling. Um, but but uh, I'm, I'm rooting for him too. You know, what I'm saying I hope he goes out there and does well. Yeah, for sure. Um, Unk says Packers will win nine games this year. I think that's what. No, last year they won eight. Maybe. Something like that. Um, and Weston says Jordan Love, I feel, will be better than expected. He has a good coach, solid running back, supportive organization, should have a solid defense. Yep, all yep. those things are true. Yep. Um, so I am excited for Jordan Love as well. Um, um says Ron Rivera is a great guy, just not a good coach. And it's hard that like sometimes they say you can't be both. I think you can, but I think it just I think it takes a special combination, and that's like more like an Andy Reid kind of guy. But um Riverboat Ron, definitely his players love him. You know, he's all he's definitely a player's coach, I would say. Yeah. Um uh, okay, so let's go to the next wave. So this one we have veteran guys, four different veteran guys that are stepping in. Um, I guess we'll ask the same question, even though it may seem obvious, but who do you think out of these guys um, has the best chance for success or will have the best year next year? It's tricky, but it's got to be Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, who, who who knows how much he still has left in the tank? Like, even that picture, he just looks old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he just looks old in that picture. But, like, right. but when you think about it, though, like, you know, Jimmy G still has one of the best receivers in the league. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Actually, if I'm being completely honest, the other three of seven Aaron Rodgers have the best receivers. You know what I mean? Like, he's got Garrett Wilson. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, he, he still hasn't played with an elite quarterback yet. But all three of those dudes actually have better receivers than the Jets do. So, um, but like you know, Derek Carr too. Like you know, you look at Chris Olave. Like he's a he's a beast. You know what I'm saying I think he's gonna be his first one. Um, I'm not don't got a lot a lot of hopes for Baker Mayfield, but he still has you know uh, Mike Godwin. Evans and and um, and uh, oh, man, what's the other dude's name? Chris um, Godwin. Godwin, yeah, Godwin. So he's got both of those dudes too. So they both got yeah, they all have great people to throw to, but. When it comes down to the, who has the most complete team, Aaron Rodgers is, is right up there with that defense, good coaching staff, and he's got a solid person on offense too. So um, it's definitely got to be the Jets. Got you. And actually, Anthony Wesson, he jumped on this one. He said Derek Carr, and I actually think it's going to be sneakily Derek Carr too. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I hope this isn't just like my 
dislike of Aaron Rodgers, but like I, I honestly like part of me just doesn't want to see them have like a really great season. I don't want oh, to I want them to bomb, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I know the Jets defense will be good and I know that they have pieces on offense, so I think that they will be good, but I do think that Derek Carr is going to be kind of sneaky. Um if Michael Thomas comes like back to any form of himself from like 2 years ago, and um and and they kind of get those weapons going again mm-hmm. and also like the saints have such a good home field advantage like i think that that's really underrated too for whatever reason in the superdome yeah. they just they just handle business so yeah. i think he will sneakily be maybe like have the better year out of these quarterbacks yeah. and at least statistic wise but still I don't, I don't you know i don't know i still think the jets you know might make the playoffs um, Unk says the Jets will not make the playoffs, though. He says the Raiders will not make the playoffs, and the Saints will barely make the playoffs. So, um, I think Saints yeah. win the division. I think Saints make it. They win the division. Um, I think Jay, I think Jets make the playoffs too, but it's still the Bills' division, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, definitely the Bills' division. Raiders, <laughs> Raiders are going to be tricky, man. It's going to be tough because the AFC is so loaded at the top. You know what I'm saying? And I feel yeah. like the uh, the NFC uh, the AFC North, I, I think three of those teams get into the playoffs. So like it's just it's gonna be tough. True, they could get they can get uh, two wild card spots. Exactly for sure. Um, Anthony Weston says I think Derek has the advantage of being in a bad division. Exactly. Um, Pop says he has the most weapons. Um, Carr has the most weapons, but he says Rogers should be good and has a better team overall probably. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite comment so far of the night, Baker Mayfield will make two more commercials, then lose dirty spots. <laughs> you know, honestly, like, Baker Mayfield definitely, like, we thought he was on his last life when he, like, you know, surfaced with the Rams at the end of last year. Yeah. But now, he, lo and behold, here he is with another starting job. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we'll see how that works out, but I, I don't have too big of expectations for him. You know what I'm saying? Smart on him to go to a team who didn't have a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Especially because he played decently well for those last like two, three games yeah, for the Rams last year. So I think yeah. kind of I think that helped him. But yeah, man, it's crazy. And he's a competitive, scrappy type of guy, right? So especially yeah. in practice and all that stuff, like he looks like he's giving a lot of effort and everything. But yeah. um, and they didn't have a lot of better options. Like you said, they didn't have a quarterback. Now the yeah. last team on this list that we talked about already, the Cardinals, they have not named their starter yet. They're uh going between a fifth round rookie. And a guy that they just traded for that was basically going to get cut uh, two weeks ago. So, yeah, um, yeah the Cardinals are, have yet to name their starter, but like we talked about, they're pretty much tanking, um, or we at least suspect them of tanking. Mom says, "Glad uh, Baker's no longer on the Rams roster for sure." Um, we've been, um, you know, we've been over him for a while. All right, so this is my last thing: make or break a year. Um, I think I wanted to just go through these guys real quick, and then I want to ask you and our slackers who has the most to prove or lose this year. We got Chase Young, who's trying to get back to that rookie form, and they did not pick up his fifth-year option, um, and he just cannot stay healthy. We also got Russell Wilson now in his second campaign with Denver Broncos, uh, now with a, a, a short guy, quarterback, coach type of guy with, with uh, Sean Payton. Um then we also have DeAndre Swift, who I think is a sneaky candidate on this list, but basically was kind of not necessarily given up on by the Lions, but basically deemed expendable. The Lions got rid of both their running backs from last year, and he's going into a situation where they have a lot of other running backs. Wow. Um, so, you know, will he really be that number one guy? And then also we spoke about him a little bit. Michael Thomas, can he – like, is this his last blast in the, in the league? So, um, 
So, Strizzy, I laid that out for you. Who do you think has the most to lose or prove and why? It's crazy. Like, I, I feel like Chase, not at all. Not, not, I won't say not at all because um, he has he has been a beast, but he gets he gets injured kind of a bit too. You know what I mean? Uh, like I said, we alluded to Swift. That's tricky because he's been injured. They traded him, and the Eagles have like four running backs in rotation. You know what I'm saying? But they have a great offensive line, so maybe that helps them stay healthy. Uh, but but for me, it's definitely between um, Russell Wilson and, and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas had that great year where he set all those records, and he literally has not done a single thing since. He got injured, had some bunch of ankle injuries. Um, and it's like when you look at the name, it's like he's the best player on, on the offense on the Saints. But is he still? You know, we haven't really seen him play. We don't know. So I feel like this is going to be one of those years where it's like make or break. If you don't – if you can't – if you can't um, – get it together, like he might not have a job at all, you know, yeah. next season. And then with Russell Wilson, I think he's just as high because he played so horribly. Um, a lot of people, including the Broncos organization and Sean Payton, have talked about how how poorly the, the coaching staff was for them last year, right? So I feel like Russell Wilson, in order to, to hold that be true, has to have a complete 180 season this yeah. year from last year, right? If, if he has another piss poor year like he did last year, um, can't get it to the receivers, like he's gone. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna drop the quarterback too. So um, it's definitely between those two. But like you said earlier too, quarterback is the uh, the biggest you know biggest most important position. So you know if, if thinking about just that, it might actually be Russell Wilson. Yeah, I feel you. There's a lot of great points there. Um, I'm going with Russell Wilson as well, just because of like how bad it looked. And yeah. also, like, going into a new situation, right? Like, I always am leery of, like, players that, like, went to a situation where, like, in the perfect fit for them, overachieved already, and then they try to switch it up. Like, yeah. to me, like, I'm not saying, like, like Russell Wilson, obviously, like, he he was the man, right, up there. But I'm yeah. like, what if, like, Tony Romo would have gotten traded from the Cowboys or left the Cowboys? Like, would he have been the same anywhere else but the Cowboys, you know? Like, right, right, the kind right. of situation where I'm at, where it's like, man, if you don't bounce back, if you don't prove it, like, that you're like that your game travels like especially after last year like that'll be it for him like he will he will this will be his last chance I think quickly and especially when it's like oh now you've got this offensive guru and Sean Payton he knows just yep. what to do you should be just like Drew Brees that's like a high measuring stick to, to, to match up to but right. at the same time like based on what we used to see like we're expecting that so um I know he's got a wonderful life, you know what I'm saying? He's got the he's got the family and the kids and all that stuff. So maybe that's that's good, you know. But um I just don't want them to I don't want him to like flame out and, and to to go out like that. So I'm really hoping he has a bounce back season. Um uh, mom says Wilson needs to get it together. She also said I hope uh, Swift can be successful. Pop says Wilson has been completely trashed by the media, so he's under a lot of pressure, but I would pick Young. So he's going with the defensive guy on this one. Um Unk says if Russell Wilson doesn't regroup, he'll be out of the league two years and lose Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame credentials and consideration. Name, that's 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 I, yeah, like you're right because like even the Hall of Fame like conversation, like he was he was on a whole different trajectory yeah. than he is now, um, and, and so I, I can see that. Um, Anthony Wesson says Russ as well. He probably wants to prove he didn't need the Legion of Boom, um, but maybe he does. But Denver's got a solid defense too, so. So yeah, so so he's out of excuses if it doesn't work this year. Yeah. Um, for um for Michael Thomas though, I'm I'm kind of with you on him kind of being that close second. 
just because it's like, dude, what happened, man? Like yeah. you were the best receiver in the league. Like, um, and, 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 you know, yeah. so, all right. Um, that's what's up. So that was our little exercise for make it or break a year, kind of also going through that kind of starting, um, the starting quarterbacks, but, um, Stephanie Washington mentioned earlier, and I appreciate, appreciate her bringing it up. It was perfect timing. Um, she said, what's the scoop on our pick this season? So pick is back on. I actually reactivated the league earlier this afternoon. So everybody should have gotten an email basically inviting you to, to, um, to, to come back in. Um, yep. but I did basically just renew the group. So everybody that was in last year should be in. Um, but also we have a link in our bio, or if you go to say like um, then you can just click on that and that'll link you to our fantasy um, league. And it also has like the group number and the password in case you want to look it up that way. But yeah. um, I invite people to invite people and I want to make it even bigger this year, the competition um, so that we can kind of, you know, you know, can continue to grow our gang and continue to, um, to have fun with, with, with that competition. And as just like last year, we'll be doing Super Bowl squares each week for the winners. So, um, so yeah, let's make it, let's make it happen. Yep. Um, also with that being said, next week we'll have the double schedule. So we'll have our Tuesday show. It'll be episode 210. And then we'll have a Thursday show to kick off, um, to kick off the, the NFL season and we'll do our first secure the bag. Strizzy and I, we still got to work out the timing on that exactly, but um, yeah. We're but it will probably drop like in the afternoon. Like the game starts at five. The game is like Thursday. Game start at five, so we'll try to have it out by like at least like three in the afternoon, uh, for at least our time. So Definitely. a couple hours before game time, that should be pretty dope. Um, all right, let's keep this thing moving though. Or anything else on football that you wanted to mention? I know there was like there's so much to cover, so I tried to kind of whittle oh. into a couple topics. Well, you're good. I think that was pretty much it. All right, that's what's up. Um, we'll see any other news or any other um, signing shiftings before. But until then, we're, we're, we're counting down to kickoff. Um, so let's go ahead and get to our next topic. All right, so I know Anthony Weston will be happy to see this guy on here. But uh, not a lot going on for the NBA, so we definitely got to talk World Cup. Um, Austin Reeves shined for the for the um, Team USA squad the other night. Had 15 points, six boards, five assists, and two steals, all off the bench in basically like 17 minutes. So super efficient. But what I thought was funny is like they he got a Player of the Game trophy for like a random like second game of this group. So like was, I didn't know what's up with that. But since when do they start giving out Player of the Game trophies for like every game of the tournament? I know <laughs> that's crazy. I'm like, dang, what's up with that? But he's definitely balling, as Unc says. Um, so that's what's up. Team USA has moved on to the next stage, um, even though they have one more game in their group, and it's tomorrow morning. I think it's, like, early tomorrow morning. But um, I've been trying to just catch the highlights. I honestly haven't watched the game live yet. Have you? No, it's been too early. Yeah, it's, like, way too early. So, yeah, um, so, yeah, so uh, – We'll keep watching the highlights. They'll keep balling out. Maybe if they get to the end, though, you know, and they have the final, hopefully they'll adjust it a little bit. But um, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll wake up early for that one. Definitely. So, uh, Unk says, Brandon Ingram, poor showing. That's my boy, though. Yeah. So, give him grace, man. Give him space. He's he's he's, he's a baller. <laughs> uh, he'll get it together. It's actually interesting, though. So far, the second unit has been way better than the first unit for yeah. – I feel like Ingram, honestly, he's kind of like it's weird. It's weird to say that Brandon Ingram's like the veteran on the team, you know what I'm saying? But 
he's really not playing as much either as, as a lot of the other guys. He's probably playing some of the least amount of playing time. So, yeah, that's part of it too. He's almost just you're right. Like he is, even though he's very young, he is a veteran for compared to them. So he's kind of just playing like a, a more you know more laid back role, which he's yeah. kind of a laid back guy. So yeah. that makes sense. Um, uh, we'll keep uh, we'll keep things moving with that. Still nothing really on Harden. Um, and I don't really expect anything to happen. Like, that's so crazy. But, yeah. you know, him and Dame are just basically in limbo. But pretty soon, you know, camps are starting up. Preseason starts in October. So uh, you would think something's going to happen. But, we'll, we'll, you know, as soon as it does, we'll, we'll break it down here. Yep. Um, one interesting thing, though, Giannis made a little bit of waves the other day saying, you know, with some statements regarding basically like his goal is to win a championship, whether that's with the Bucks or not. Um, with, with less than 24 hours after that, there's rumors that the Lakers and the Knicks are both interested in Giannis if and when he becomes available. Um, it's funny that we talked about this like five years ago with Giannis, like before they won the championship where it was like at a crossroads. It's like, man, he shouldn't stay. You know, yeah. he needs to go somewhere else. What do you think now, though? Do you think this time he really should leave, or do you think the Bucks can try to put it back together? No, I think he should leave. You know, what I'm saying, I, you know, I, he did exactly what probably no other player in the league could do for them. You know, what I'm saying he won them a championship with the team that they. And don't get me wrong; like they had a they had a good team. They were they were coached really well. But you know, you put somebody else in that that star that 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 star spot, they probably don't get it done. You know, what I mean, Giannis, honest to me, arguably is. One of the best, if not the best player in the league when healthy. Um, so he did exactly for Milwaukee what he was supposed to do, and it probably won't happen again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. for me, I feel like, dog, you you did exactly what you could do for a really small franchise in this league. They've had some great players and won some other championships in the past, but it, it probably won't happen again, dog. So like for me, I, I if I'm him, I'm, I'm looking elsewhere. I, I think he's – because of his personality and how good he is and the motivation, I think he'd play – well in any of the bigger bigger cities um i'd hate to see him in new york because they're so poorly ran um but uh, you know I, if he were to put on a lakers jersey he, he'd fit in right away you know what i mean he fit in. honestly in my opinion he fit in he fit in more than lebron does just because of yeah. that competitive nature that he has that 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 beast mode mentality that he has like lebron doesn't have that you know what i'm saying it's, it's not in him we've seen it uh so i, I think Giannis should uh you know I, I he's not i don't think he'll demand a trade that's i don't think that's really in him like that but once this contract extension that he that he took is over, like he should go somewhere else. That should be it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know Anthony Weston and I would love to see him with the Lakers. <laughs> and like you said, I think he would fit in really well. It would almost be like a reverse LeBron, right? Where it's like LeBron left and got his championships with Miami, came back, and he's like, Okay, now that I've done it, let me deliver one here. Yeah. Giannis stayed down even when it didn't look like he was going to make it through and got the championship for the Bucks and where he was drafted. So now I do feel like if he were to leave, it's kind of not the same. Like it wouldn't be to me. I wouldn't frown upon that or be like ring chasing. He's like, I've done it. Now I want to, you know, keep doing it or stay. Yeah. So. Play for a bigger franchise. I mean, I feel like there's, I feel like to me, there's nothing really wrong with that. And if we're, if we're talking about the current Lakers roster in the next year or two, LeBron's probably gone. You know, AD might still be there. You know, I know he just got the contract extension, but who, like with his health, who knows? You know what I mean? So like, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say he's ring chasing. I feel like he, if he were to go anywhere, it would be just for the fact of wanting to play for a different, maybe bigger franchise. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. And playing for the Lakers, like 
it is different. I think that players, it's funny. They were actually talking about um, Austin Reeves was over there kind of talking to the other team USA players about like the differences or the kind of the fringe benefits of being a Laker. Right. And like yeah. with that. Uh, so I definitely think that um, that would be dope to see honest in a, in a big time franchise like that. Now, yeah. speaking of the Lakers, so this is an all Lakers kind of a uh, segment, I guess. Um, they did announce that Kobe Bryant will be joining um, the statues outside of Staples Center. He will be getting his own statue, and it's going to be on 2-8-24. So February 8th, 24, you got, um, you got Gigi's number in there and then both of Kobe's numbers in there. They played the Nuggets that night. It's a Thursday night, and I already looked. There isn't a ticket less than $900 anywhere in it. Um, and I'm sure, despite even going to the game, it's going to be packed out, like all down, up and down City Center, right there, um, for people just coming because you don't need to have a ticket to the game to, to see the yeah. statue outside. Um, so I think it'll be pretty cool. But I do like, like honestly, like the style of the Lakers statues that they have out there. Like you see here, like they're all coming, like bursting out of like these little, like weird, like venom-like things. Um, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. water part is pretty crazy, but I'm interested to see what kind of statue they do. Like, I think, uh, like, I think like a pose like this would be super dope. Yeah. Um, or, or, you know, some kind of a, a fade away, but yeah. you know, Kobe had so many different shots. He doesn't have like an exact like signature shot, you know, like a sky hook or something. So I don't know. Um, but what do you think? What do you think of a Kobe statue? Like what, what kind of statue would you put? Yeah. You know, I, it's funny. You basically mentioned, I think this, this picture would be really dope. I think I used that picture for the birthday picture, you know what I'm saying? And and if not that, then you know, the patented, oh, I can't say about patented, but you know, the fadeaway that, that him and Jordan made look so so effortlessly, you know, what I mean, their whole career. So the fadeaway would be dope. Um, or you know, if another one too might not be as like epic as one of those two shots, but even just him hunched over with his jersey in his mouth. Oh, that'd be gangster. You know what I'm saying? Like that one. Really I think that one would be dope too. Maybe kind of like watching out, you know, all stables or, or crypto. I hate saying crypto. But yeah, like still stables. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but but yeah, man, like I feel like that would be it's dope. Um, we knew it was coming, but I think the 22824 is so so legit, you know what I mean? So or 28824 uh, would be so dope. Yeah, they always end up playing with the numbers just right. Um yeah. and I, but I do I am interested to see like if there will be like anything referencing Gigi on there either. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, but I'm sure that they'll come up with something great and um, the unveiling will be really cool, but definitely shout out to Kobe. Um, we, we always talk about that mentality and that's why I do think though, that's a great idea, brother. Like having him just be like that, that stare, like that mom mentality, that intensity, yeah. something that yep. that would be, that would be pretty gangster. So it would be dope. Like it would, it would be real dope. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely um, on the same page as Unk there. But, yeah, so that's our basketball talk. Again, nothing too crazy, but we're about a month away from, like, training camps opening for basketball too. So, like we said, once this thing gets rolling, um, you know, there's no stopping it. Um, yeah. Next up, though, for other sports, we do have some baseball news. This was pretty interesting. Uh, last night, some fans ran on the field. One fan at first, in between, uh, in between innings, and approached Acuna, like, ran up to him and basically, like, gave him a big, like, hug. Yeah. And then, like, was trying to actually take a selfie with him and, like, you know, to the side, like, and hugging around him. But it was really awkward. And then um, security guards slowly got there and then kind of grabbed at this guy's legs and stuff. And then another fan came running in a lot faster, a lot more aggressive. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, he was just also trying to take a picture 
Um, and more security came, tackled him, and but they all kind of when that second fan came in, they all kind of crashed down to the ground together. Uh, really crazy though. I want to put the the video up on our on our YouTube uh, so you guys can check it out. But um, I just thought it was crazy because it's like the fans were so chill with him, and I do commend Akuna for like really honestly being chill too and like not immediately just like swinging on the fans or going crazy like yeah kind of was just like oh okay this is awkward um but um it was actually like a real calm situation until security got there and then it got a little a little bit crazier but uh one of the fans the fan you see here with the gray hat like he literally was like dragged away like kicking and screaming like a little kid like yeah he was he was jumping up trying to yeah get past security he, he kind of overdid it a little bit yeah like i mean and this was later in the game uh, so, you know, the, the 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 beverages were probably flowing, you know, had a chance to build up a little bit. But, yeah, a really crazy scene, but honestly could have been a lot scarier, especially considering, like, how slow the security was to get there. Like, if that first fan wasn't just trying to give him a big group hug and take a picture, like, he if he had ulterior motives, like, he could have done, you know, whatever. So Yeah, exactly. That was crazy. Um, oh, for Kobe, got a shout-out to Stephanie Washington. She says, love it, perfect date. She says, that's my birthday. Yes, fellow Aquarius in the house, Stephanie. That's right. Um, that's uh that's uh that's pretty cool though. So definitely a special little birthday treat for Stephanie Washington with the Kobe statue. Um, um, let's see, Kelly says, as a fan, is it worth getting banned from seeing your favorite? That's true. Like, like no. honestly, like it's so funny because it's like they approached it as if they're just like, Oh, but I just wanted a picture. It's like, yeah, but you can't just run out onto the field yeah. and the game. Like, are you well, not in the middle of the game. It was in between innings, but still, like, the game was on. So, um, that's just not the way to do it, you know? Like, come for batting practice, hang over the rail or whatever. For real. But don't, but don't run out onto the field. That was that was pretty crazy. And I'm sure they're both banned for life after that. I know. So, um, Which is tough. He's so good, too. Like, he's so good. <laughs> he is. And that's what's crazy too. Like I think he came out like after this, and like in the ninth inning, he had like a he had like a, a two run double. Like after the, after the fan incident, so people oh, were worried about him because he got knocked to the ground. He's like, I'm good. Yeah, so, he tore it um, up last night. Yeah. Um, other interesting news today too. Um, so we didn't talk about it last week, but Shohei Otani does have to have, uh, or he has like a, a, a torn UCL, so he's gonna have to have Tommy John surgery, similar to basically what happened with Brock Purdy, but um. I think the same kind of the same kind of surgery he would have to have. He is available to DH, but um, basically the Angels, you know, they were having a rough year. Then right up before the trading deadline, you know, they started they started getting hot. They won like ten out of eleven games, and they decided, you know what, let's go all in. You know, let's stay, let's keep Otani. Right after that, Mike Trout goes back on the DL. Yeah. Otani gets hurt now; he can't pitch anymore, which he's their best pitcher, yeah. and then. All of their other high-priced guys have basically been been trash. Immediately, they they lost like ten games in a row after the trade deadline went by. Now they um they dropped like or they they released they designated for assignment like five of their high-priced players, basically just trying to get salary cap relief. So yeah. they've given up on this year, and I think it's the last time we'll see Otani for the Angels too. Will be the rest of this year. I think he's going to leave for sure. Yeah. Um, but just sad news for the Angels. They were so close, and they had basically two of the best players in the world. Yeah, but they can just not get it together. Yep. So, um, some funny little comments over here. Um, Unc says, "Does, does that mean Stephanie has a jump shot too?" Um, 
And um, Stephanie says, only if there's a trampoline. And um, and then Stephanie Washington, in, in reference to, uh, is it worth it, uh, meaning you're getting banned from seeing your favorite. Uh, that's so funny. So good stuff there. Um, all right, next up, one last thing we want to really uh, touch on here is college football is back. Uh, my squad, George, is going for the three-peat. But honestly, like, I don't know that they'll be able to three-peat only because it's so hard and it really just does not happen. I think the last time was like 1918 or 1920-something. <laughs> um, so I think it's going to be a tough road. And I think the schedule is actually going to work against them, the fact that they don't have a lot of hard teams. Maybe they won't get enough adversity until it's too late, until it is those late-season games that are really important. But, you know, I'm going to be rooting for them all the way, and they are favored in all of their regular season games. So I'm just more worried about SEC championship, you know, and playoff games. Yeah. But uh, it's exciting what they're going after. But I really like Kirby Smart has the mentality of, like, um, you know, not worrying about the three-peat. He's like, I'm trying to get this team to win a championship. Yeah, like, exactly. Teams doesn't have anything to do with this team. And especially in college football, it really does reset from year to year. It really yep. is like a brand new team. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what Georgia has in store for this year. Um, another interesting thing: the Sun Devils, um, because of recruiting violations that happened with Herm Edwards in the 2020 year, whenever it was like a blackout period, they actually are imposing themselves like a self-imposed ba bowl ban for this year. So um, they will not be able to go to a bowl game. And, man, that really stinks. Like, for me, college football, like, it's all about going to a bowl. Obviously, not everybody can win the championship, but yeah. enough teams where it's like, okay, well, at least you play well. You get to go, like, on, like, a little mini vacation, go have a fun destination game. Um, as a player, like, I hate to say it like that, but I would be super checked out if I already know. Like, I can't even go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, exactly. Especially at this point, you can't transfer no more. You know what right. I mean? Like, that really sucks. It's kind of like – it's kind of like when USC got that ban for the Reggie Bush stuff, you know what I mean? And no one was going there anymore. It's like, why Why would they? You know what I mean? It's like, yes, USC, you know, at, the, at that point in time, was one of the best, you know, football schools, you know, in the nation. But it's like, I'm not going somewhere where I can't really, like, really compete for anything. You know what right. I mean? Like, ain't no way. So it, it does suck. You know, you're on a team and, like, now it's basically just like, okay, now I just got to ball out to try to be drafted as high as I can, but I can't actually compete for a bowl. That kind of stinks. So it uh, definitely, definitely does suck. Um, you know, I, I, I saw that it was self self imposed too, but you know, NCAA probably told him something like, "Hey, look, do something or we will." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, it's self imposed. You know what I'm saying? But uh, um, but well, yeah, we'll see. So it sucks for the players. You know what I'm saying? Especially the ones who had nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? For sure. And the West says, as he wasn't going to a bowl anyways. Ouch. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe not. So maybe they don't really trip and they're like, okay, we'll go ahead and self-impose this. But it's very interesting, though. They basically got dinged for the same violations that Coach Harbaugh at Michigan did. Yeah. But instead, he got a four-game ban, just him. And this, you know, you have a whole team not going to a bowl game. They would never do that to Michigan, though. Too much money to be made. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Kelly agrees with Anthony, but that's her squad. So that's her alumni. So still rooting for them. Um, but that's good stuff. And it is crazy, though. We talked about that. Actually, the football season has already started. We had Notre Dame play this week and USC. Caleb Williams already started his Heisman campaign. Um, a couple other games I think will be really interesting. LSU, Florida State should be a really good one uh, mm -hmm. coming up on Saturday. And then also on Thursday, we have Florida versus Utah. And Florida is unranked, and they're traveling to Utah, who's ranked like 17th. Um, yep. 
that's pretty that's pretty gangster. That should be a good matchup, but I still feel like uh Florida's gonna give him a game. I don't know. No, for sure. So we'll see. Unk says, What's up with the Pac 12? So the Pac 12 is still the Pac 12 for this year. Um, and then after that, they're gonna be the Pac 4 unless they make some moves. <laughs> so it's still to be determined on what's gonna happen with the Pac 12, but uh that's where we're at with that. Um I think that's pretty much it. Uh, the golf season ended with uh, Victor Hovland um, winning the FedEx Cup. Um, just wanted to, to keep our, our, our golf stuff going, even though we don't have our golf expert with us today. But um, but that's what's up. Basically ended the PGA Tour, and he got eight, $18 million, which is the biggest purse in golf. Um, can't be mad at that. Uh, do your thing, young man. And he will also be part of, uh, on part of um, Team Europe when the Ryder Cup starts later yeah. this year. And then also we got the U.S. Open going on right now. Um, Coco Goff almost lost in her first round, but she battled back. Um, so we're obviously rooting for her. We need a we need a U.S. we need an American champion, you know. So we're definitely rooting for her in the U.S. Open. But check that out. The first week is just barely starting, so lots of good tennis coming along. And um, that's about it. Yeah. The countdown to football is on. That's what it's all about for me, really. So <laughs> I'm definitely excited for that. Um, but I guess we're just right about time. And again, um, I will remind you guys to check your email for the pick 'em league. Uh, I want everybody to get their picks in every week too this year. Like I'm going to really try to, to not miss any Thursday games. I would try to, you know, I, I would be missing certain games or when they do their special Saturday games or those early games. Um, so I'm going to try really hard to get every single game in this year. And uh, I want to see uh, who is the champion. But this year it was Stephanie. Last year it was Stephanie Washington that snuck in there at the end, I think, and yeah. out and, and barely ousted Anthony Weston at the end. So um, let's have another great competition. I know it'll go down to the wire, and I really appreciate you guys participating in that with us. And um, the Super Bowl squares will be flowing again, and uh, secure the bag will be flowing again. We'll see if we can get some money out, out of here too. Um, and yeah, so lots to look forward to, but. Um, I think that's it. I think we'll go ahead and sign off. Um, again, appreciate you guys rocking with us. Um, just checking the comments real quick. Nothing else too crazy. Mom says tennis is heating, tennis is heating up for sure. Um, but, yeah, I think we did it. I think we made it. So, again, appreciate y'all. Strizzy, anything else you want to touch on before we dip on out of here? Uh, you know, not at the moment, man. Like you said, uh, if you guys, if you guys, you know, if you when you sign up and you get the link, you know, share it to other other family members who are football fans, friends who are football fans. Um, let's try to get the Pick'em League as big as as big as we can. You know, the biggest we've had it so far. Um, I'm getting ready to grab it and share it to all my social media stuff. To see if anyone wants to jump in. But um, yeah, man, share the link. Let's get it big. Yeah, for sure, definitely. We'll do that. And until next week, next week is already episode 210. I can't believe how time is flying by. But um, but yeah, until next time, it's your boy A Dub and your boy Strizzy. Thanks for listening to Say Like a Champ. Engage with us on Instagram. Share your thoughts and you might just be featured on the show. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you pod so you don't miss next week's episode of Say Like a Champ.